You are listening to the UR Techie Podcast, episode number 140. Welcome to the UR Techie Podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey, moms. Are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired and how those skills can be worth $45 an hour instead of the $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work? If so, then the Your Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward in your tech career. It's like no other membership program available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as I walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about hiring a mom on your tech team. So this episode will benefit companies who are looking to hire women on their team, specifically on their tech team. Maybe some of our uh, alums out there who are ready to hire now. I know a lot of our alums have moved up the ranks and have done great things, and they're now there. it's their turn to hire. And if you're out there ready to get hired by a company or maybe struggling to understand how the constraints in your life could be valued by a company, I think you'll also benefit from this episode understanding the accommodations that companies will make for you, but the value that you'll bring to them for those accommodations. All right, I want to start off by caveating this that I'm going to use my experience in teaching now hundreds of women how to get hired in tech. and. That's the perspective I'm going to take. So, uh, of course, this will not apply to moms everywhere. We have many dads out there who are stay-at-home dads or lead parents. Certainly in my own family, we've made a lot of shifts in that sense. So Kev takes on a lot more responsibility with picking up the kids, especially the cooking. You guys know he's a fantastic cook. But also picking up the kids, too, which which was not always really possible in his career but is now. And so again, I'm just going to speak generally. And I think everyone knows that specific situations come up and different parents are going to do different things. But in general, this is what most of our UR Techie students are asking for and what they're willing to give in exchange. So I think it's a it can be very helpful information to have. So the first accommodation that and I am going to start off with accommodations because you're going to get a lot from tech bombs. You're going to receive a lot in terms of value, and I think you're going to find that. So I'm going to start off with the accommodations. So the first accommodation is that when you hire a mom, you can know for sure that you are their second team. Their family is going to be their first team. So if there's a sick kid that needs to be picked up, they're going to go pick up that kid. And I have seen a huge shift in this mindset over my career to the point where I can't even conceive of an employer today who wouldn't honor this very important need if a parent said, I need to pick my child up 
They're like, no, I'm sorry, you can't go. I do think I could have conceived of this in my 20s. But I just, I think the workforce has changed and shifted so much and perhaps even a, maybe a positive outcome of the pandemic, transitioning people, getting more familiar with this, the constraints and challenges that parents having and them bringing, being brought to the forefront. I think that this is a really important one. And another one that we talk a lot about, my students maybe, they don't always say it this way, but they want to pick their kids up from school or be home to welcome them from the bus. And they may, you know, welcome the kids home, say hi and go back to work, or they may want to finish up their work at night. But I will tell you that the three to six time frame or the four to seven time frame can often be a very busy time for our students. And so an accommodation you could make is avoid the 4 p.m. meeting. And I happen to not be a fan of the 4 p.m. meeting, regardless of parental status, <laughs> because let's face it, 4 p.m. meetings are not that productive. We tend to be less focused. I know we think we can be focused, but I'm not a big fan. So can you make that meeting at 1 p.m. to the best of your ability? Now, I think it's also important to bring up the point I'm a great representation of this, that children's ages are an enormous factor. So I do have a baby, I guess she's called a toddler now, but I have older kids. So that changes the dynamic, right? They can absolutely can and do watch her during a call or something that I have, where if you have younger children, that's not a fact. That's not something you can do. But then my children have sporting events, right? So if you get into those middle school, high school years, that can be a very busy time for games or performances. And parents, they don't want to miss that. And I know that's, I know there's like a famous quote from Lee Iacocca. I'm from Detroit, you guys will remember. I don't remember all the details, but he would go to his, it was his daughter's games. I can't remember. I think she played in our league or something. I was much too young, but I remember my mom making note of it. And he would go to her games. I, forget, I think it was volleyball or basketball because those are two of my favorite sports. <laughs> so, but he would go and, you know, people would say, well, how can you get there? And he's like, well, it's on my calendar. So I think that, you know, that's a reasonable request for people to have. And I think if you think that your company, when I'm saying that, you think, oh my gosh, of course, like that sounds so reasonable. I don't think it would hurt you to bring it up in the interview that this is your perspective, because some moms are, you know, of my age that are looking for work, they're in their mid-40s. And when we were in our 20s, that was not how it was, that the workforce was different 20 years ago. Now, I, I want to be clear. So more than 50% of our students are already working in a position. So about just under half are stay-at-home moms returning to the workforce. And when I say stay-at-home mom, I use that term very loosely. Many of our moms have side hustles, part-time jobs. I call a stay-at-home mom just not working full-time because they're very busy. Our moms are very busy. But about half are transitioning to work a workforce. But they may be in a field like healthcare or a teacher where those positions, it's very hard to leave the job and go just, I mean, it can be done. It is done if there's a sick child, but it's really tricky. And so if that's a benefit that you can offer, just know that's a, a challenge for them. Those are some of the accommodations you're making, okay? And I think that those are pretty reasonable accommodations, just understanding that 
the children are going to be the first and primary responsibility. And lead time is always helpful, right? So especially when you have two parents in the household, if you give a mom, you give our students lead time on an important meeting, they can usually work something out. But if you just ask them, just always, you're going to meet at 4 p.m. all the time, that can start to really infringe on what makes it so easy to operate their life. It could be such an easy fix. Can we just move this meeting to one? Um, but when you make these accommodations in your workforce and you understand that that becomes something they don't have to worry about, something they don't have to think about, it's just, it's a, a foregone conclusion. What you're really doing is putting them at ease to understand that they can take their entire brain and focus on the job at hand, focus on the company, the task, the project, can focus on being the most productive worker they can and not navigating a system that doesn't work for them. That's really what you're getting. When you create a system that works for them, you're getting more focus. They're not worried about how they're going to take care of their family. They can focus on your company and on that job. Another thing you're getting when you hire a mom is someone who is time conscious. They are conscious of your time and of theirs. So it's fantastic because they do not want to waste time in a meeting. They want to get to work and be as productive as possible. They want to meet deadlines and be effective. They will pay attention to inefficiencies in your organization because they don't like inefficiencies in their own family. They like their families to run smoothly. Children get to school on time. Children eat three meals a day. Children get to practices. They are being prepared. They are on time to meetings, being prepared and ready and working in an effective and efficient manner is how moms operate daily. They're doing that outside of their work and they're going to bring that into your organization. And that's a very important factor and something that I've seen can be lacking, particularly in the technology field. Okay, here's the other thing. And there have been lots of studies done on autonomous work. I'm actually going to do another, a future episode on autonomous work. But essentially, meetings and collaboration, they're always going to be part of the organization and what's needed. We need to communicate with people. We need to talk. We need to make sure we have our ducks in a row. But when we're talking about a technology position, there's also going to be a lot of deep work, deep autonomous work. And I think this is one of the things moms really love. They love autonomous work. It can almost be freeing as a mom who has to get so many things done in one day. It can almost be freeing to just sit there and work on one thing and get into deep thought and produce a high quality outcome. So I think that's a fantastic benefit. But, you know, most of my students, they love spending time in Figma. They're so happy to be hanging out in CodePen and in their repo and like just making progress on their technology. It's something that they appreciate and they really love that autonomous work. And additionally, you're going to find that when you have someone who's maximizing that time, you're going to have a more effective workforce. You're going to have a more effective output. One of the biggest causes of slowdowns and inefficiency in technology projects is being bothered, being interrupted. And I'll turn 
the folks over at Basecamp and 37 Signals, they've wrote extensively on this. And they're a very prolific company. You don't even have to read the research papers. They are able to produce an enormous amount of high-quality software and software features with a relatively small team that demonstrates and they have a very non-interrupting culture. So that's a an important factor is that you're getting a mom who wants to do that work, enjoys that work, desires to maximize that autonomous work, and that's going to have an impact on your overall organization. It's really going to have a ripple effect throughout your organization. It might even be hard to quantify, but I can tell you this. I've seen it happen where I'll give an example. One time I was working on a team and the other developers were on vacation and our velocity for this one developer who is very high quality. <laughs> he, he's gone on to do great things, but he was able, his velocity for that sprint, like how his output, his work output was off the charts. And so sometimes just having less distractions and more autonomous work, that's just one example, but that can be a great efficiency and have a huge ripple effect on your business. Okay. Finally, I think this one is important. Communication, even over communication. And for here, I'll turn to, you know, to Pat Lancioni. Over communication, it's one of the core principles. It's not over communication. It's not about talking too much. It's not about mindlessly droning on. Over communication is about providing clarity. And that's so important in leadership and scaling organizations. And it's so important in technology. If you don't have a clear understanding of the story, there's so much input and effort put into writing clear stories and understanding the work. But if you have someone who can communicate well, that can also create efficiencies in your organization. And the reason that moms are well slated for that is not because women talk a lot. This is not a euphemism for that. This is because as a mom running a family, you are ensuring that in keeping track of so many things, are the children wearing the right type of clothes? Do they have the right type of clothes to attend school? I mean, for me, for us, that's like we have uniforms, but even if you don't have uniforms, long term, we've got to make sure that weeks down the road, we have enough clothes. Okay, now are you, do you fit, let me see, are you physically wearing clothes that are not ripped and inappropriate? Groceries. It's again, it's like this out, got to make sure we have food, have to make sure we have that they're eating, you have to make sure you know where the practices are. And then communicating all that information to the children, they're doing and building those skills on a daily basis. And so they can't help but ask questions and gain clarity. And does everyone understand? Are we all on the same page? And this is what we're going to do. That is the type of communication that's practiced daily as a mom. And it's going to benefit a tech team, the communication, the over-communication piece, because we're going to increase our clarity on that. All right. So this is why you should hire a mom and a tech team and what it looks to hire a mom and a tech team. There are accommodations that you can make that are very simple and you are likely already making them. But I would ask you, are you communicating those well? Because I know that those are definitely factors that our students are looking for. They're looking for that type of environment where they can feel like they're not a burden to the organization, where their family can be well cared for and they can add value by being focused and creating that autonomous work, being conscious of time, and then also communicating. So that's what it looks like for hiring a mom on your tech team. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I will see you next time. 
Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.